Welcome to Bloviation! In this very exciting episode, why is Joe a Catholic and why is Mark a Protestant? Here we go! Welcome to this edition of Bloviation. Let's give our listeners why you're a Catholic and I'm a Protestant. You want to go first? It really boils down to the Eucharist. And what's funny is um, a lot of Protestants don't even know what the Eucharist is because it's not the word Eucharist isn't in the Bible. Inform us. What is it? The Eucharist is the Last Supper. They do this in remembrance of me, the body and blood of Christ. So we see it as merely symbolic. Some do. I think the Lutherans actually would say that it is the body and blood of Christ. Okay. A lot of Protestants have this view that Catholics aren't based in the Bible in any way, and that, of course, some Protestants actually feel like they're called fundamentalists. Like, we fundamentally agree with what the Bible says. We take it word for word literal, right? Right. And they also think that Catholics, um, you know, they don't do what the Bible says at all. They're just kind of doing their own thing. It has nothing to do with the Bible. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Isn't that what you do? You mean you do follow Scripture? Yeah. There is no more fundamentalist organization than the Roman Catholic Church. And that's because there's no more fundamental interpretation available for humanity when it reads the Bible than when you read the passages of the Last Supper, this is my body, this is my blood, than to say, that's what it means. It means exactly what it says. This is my body, this is my blood. That's fundamentalism. Whether you believe Jonah was in the uh, whale or... That's not fundamentalism. It has no value. Let me say it this way. If Catholics believe, which we do, that it's the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, then if we're wrong, we're blasphemous, right? We're saying we believe it, that that is the body and blood of Christ. Well, if it isn't, then it's we're worshiping some type of false idol. Why are we even going there? Why even take the risk? Because do this in remembrance of me. I mean, we're doing fundamentally what the Bible says. Now, the issue with that is you say, well, that's fine and dandy. I mean, hey, uh, you know, Lutherans, like I said, they believe it. And what's that have to do with anything? Well, for me, I'm going to do what the Bible says. Then I say, who can perform the ceremony? And if the answer is, well, anybody can. Anybody can be stand in for Christ. We're all spirit-filled and so forth. Everyone can interpret the Bible themselves. Everyone can do whatever they want to do. Everyone is equal in the eyes of God when it comes to that type of thing. Then I would say, well, then why not just do it on your kitchen table? Where two are gathered together, I'm in their midst, right? Why do I need any church at that point? I, the church is my kitchen table. And so to me, the reason why I'm Catholic is because the authority of the church to consecrate the host and the wine into the body and blood of Christ. That's the reason. I believe that God gave the authority to do that act to the church, to the structure, to the apostles. And if you don't have, so if you follow me here, if you don't have that authority, then you can't follow the dictates of the Bible. Because the Bible says you do this in remembrance of me, the only people who can do this in remembrance of me is the church, and so therefore I go to the church to be faithful to the Bible. Does that make sense? It makes sense. So that's, would you say that's a good summation of why you're Catholic? The Eucharist, the authority of the church? Well, there's other reasons, but for this purposes, I mean, that's number one. That's the big one. That's the one where I say, where else can I go? You have the words of eternal life. I mean, that's what I say to the church. 
Where, when Peter said that, remember Jesus was given the, the, this is my body, this is my blood, a lot of disciples left. And they said, who can, who, something like, who can, who can believe this? I mean, right. this is just so out of whack. Mm-hmm. Jesus turned to Peter and said, well, do you also want to leave? And he said, where else can I go? Uh, you have the words of eternal life. Exactly as Peter said those words is exactly what I'm saying to the church right now. Okay. Where else could I go? And so now it's my opportunity. If I had to say why I'm not Catholic, why I'm Protestant. The Reformation, Martin Luther, John Calvin, the, the five solas of the Reformation. I remember this has well. a, This has a lot to do with why I'm Protestant. Scripture alone. Protestants look at Scripture as the sole authority of what we do. Far and far above any church authority or any church teaching. We don't have a pope, for instance, that tells us this is what the church teaches. So my authority to look at Scripture and determine what it says mm-hmm. is equal. It's on par with anyone's ability to tell me what it says. Now, obviously, that leads to problems. There's people who've come to all kinds of different conclusions about what Scripture is. But that's sola scriptura. That's the first belief. Another sola, faith alone. So there's nothing else added to what Christ did on the cross as his finished works. There's nothing else. So basically, I'm not saved of my merit. I'm not saved by anything else other than what Christ did on the cross. That's faith alone in Christ alone. And then also um, the scripture alone, sola scriptura. And so really, you go all the way back to the Reformation. You go to Martin Luther when he nailed the thesis on the door of the Catholic Church. And um, you had, really, it was it was to cure abuses that were taking place. So the Catholic Church was selling indulgences. The Catholic Church was... Uh, um, allowing people to pay money to get others out of purgatory. And what I look at in Scripture and, and others who've come before me, and they say, where is that? There's, that's nowhere in Scripture. And so that's really it. If you look at Scripture alone, that's our guide, and we can't find that. What else do you want to say on that? That's, I think that's, that's it for now. At some point, you have to choose a denomination or a building, right, to worship in. Yes. And how does that go about? How do, how do you do that? I try and find the, the denomination or the, the, the group that closely lines with my beliefs. And then in that process, is there a, any kind of a judgment uh, about the ones that you don't choose? I don't know if I'd call it a judgment, but I guess we're always making judgments every day. So if I choose one church ahead of another one, then I guess I am making a judgment that... But, but maybe not necessarily, because I do believe that churches are supposed to work together and we're supposed to fulfill Christ's mission, uh, even notwithstanding some petty differences that we have. Okay. And uh, that's fascinating to me, of course, because uh, the whole Catholic thing, we don't actually choose the church per se. You're supposed to go to the one that's closest to you. You're not precluded from going somewhere else, but you're just, it's, pro- it's basically a proximity thing. Right. There's no... Um, no concept for just us picking the closest church to our home. Some people do that out of convenience, but generally, no. It's where you're the most comfortable is where we usually go. Well, that's so, neat. Is there anything else you want to say on that? No, I think that pretty well covers it. I think those are the those are good foundation blocks for why I believe what I believe. Now, uh, as of this point in your life, are you happy with where you are as far as your uh, your location and where you where you're practicing your faith? Or are, yes. you in the, or are you in the process of a transition? No, we're very content where we are. We're very content and um, enjoying worship on Sundays. Okay. We appreciate you being with us. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Go Nation!